Are you ready to tackle a serious subject this week, Scott? Guten Tag. <laughs> I'm going to take it from that. You're not. Oh, also, before we get started, yes, uh, I just want to double check that that we have now officially ended our disagreement over a, a Snoop Doggy Dog song. Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog song that we were just having. We're, we're done with that now. But can, only if you would admit us. that I am now proper gangster. Uh, you're proper gangster because that was like '90s gangster. <laughs> I just went 90s gangster you on did. your ass. <laughs> no. That's not even news of America. No, don't. Please don't. But I did it anyway. Okay. And it was true. Because that Bow Wow Wow Yippee Yippee was What's My Name? Snoop Dogg. Told you it was. Do you, uh, bonus points. Do you know what year that came out? 1993. Oh, I think it was 93. I thought I was going to have you on that. But yeah, I think no, it was. It's, it's the year I had baggy jeans. I think we all had baggy jeans. No, back. I didn't. Because oh, I, no, I, like, I was a metal. I was a hair metal. And, and then I was grunge. But I bought one pair of baggy jeans when that album came out because, like, you know, you do that thing where you want to fit in? Yeah. So I wasn't even into hip-hop. I was listening to either, like, Metallica and Slayer, Pantera, and then Nirvana, Uh, you know, phase. But (laughs) then all my mates had hip-hop. So I bought some baggy jeans and Snoop Dogg album. Did you buy spliffy jeans? And it's only going to be people over the age of maybe... 35, 36, they're going to know no, what I mean. But I think that's, no, I think that's from your, because I was in a, in a, like, you know, quite a large metropolitan area and you grew up in, like, like, Bumtown Hickville. Yeah. So, no, I, I bought the jeans from the Madhouse um, and they weren't actually jeans, they were cords. They were baggy cords. Oh. Really baggy cords. Ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. Yes. I look like a twat. Oh, and they had lots of um, pockets. You know what we yeah. used to call those? Carpet did you? No. We used to call them shit catchers. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, before we go down a 90s rabbit hole, I think we should save that for the another The 90s episode. rabbit hole. That's the name of a podcast. Yeah, yeah. The 90s we'll, rabbit we'll, hole. We'll... Should we start another podcast called the 90s rabbit hole? <laughs> There's enough to fill it, I'm sure. Ten years. (laughs) Ten whole years. Um, Do you want some Disney news? Me or them? Everyone. They're not going to answer you. No, but this might be news to you. Some of it might be news to you. I don't know how much Disney news you've been reading up on this week, but Mm. I I have some. And there's one big story I don't think you're aware of. Wow. So before we get into Disney Disney news... We've got a little bit of Charlton Disney news, and that's regarding our annual passes. Yeah. Hang on. Is this a chance to use something, or is this not that thing? Can this be one of those things? I have no idea what you're talking about. Is that new thing that I did? Oh, no, that, I wasn't thinking that for now. But it might be, though. Is it not for those? Can I use it? I, give it some context, and then when you... Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Give it some context, but when it's the right moment, you know... So, so... um for those, so this is really, really for UK people mm-hmm. who buy annual passes. Oh yeah, or currently have an annual pass, like we did. So, so they would be people that buy annual passes. Otherwise, they wouldn't have one. Yeah, but we're talking more from a renewal point of view. Yeah, you can't buy one. Far. You can't buy one. At the I moment. haven't got that far into the story. Okay. Right. So, for those people who obviously buy annual passes and are renewing right now, so what brought this up is so. You know, we've got this booking in August, and it's so up in the air as whether oh, you know, God, you're going to really go. Don't think it's, it's gonna like, every now, day, huh? the news is just worse and worse. So we don't know. So yeah. you know, we are possibly looking at selling our points because it doesn't look like we're going to go. We're anyway, rent, rent them out. Rent them out. Yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you've seen people on the interwebs who have like 
renewed their oh because we were saying oh should we renew should we not review renew you know what's the deal yeah and then I know quite a few um, people in the UK who are also DBC members and and the yep. reason we have an annual pass as, D, as a DBC member you know only going there for a couple of weeks each year it kind of almost doesn't seem worth it but it is the renewal when, rate it's it's well the you same can buy cost. it at the same price as a local Floridian because you're you're classed as local yeah so the gold well, the, the gold pass is only for locals it's mm-hmm. only for Floridians and or DBC members. And why do we why are we classed as local? Because we own property deeds in yeah. Florida. Yeah. So anyway, whatever, shut up. Um, <laughs> is, yeah, so the renewal price, when you renew, you get like, it's like a hundred and something dollars cheaper or something. I don't know, mass. But it's worth it because it's cheaper than buying like the 14 day ticket and it's a year ticket. And the plan is when the Bosch isn't like, hanging off of us and sucking our funds that's our son by the way um and or we can just leave him behind which is so close now so close um we'll go many times a year yeah so, so we will yeah we'll go a lot more often so maintaining not, that annual pass yeah. is is and with a discount is important um so go back to what i was saying is people on that you see on the interline network is that they have done it and they've renewed yeah and they were getting the kind of notification on their like my, on my Disney experience, my Disney experience mm-hmm. that you know it's valid for like ten years or something. So yeah, when you when you go into like your your tickets and passes section of the My Disney Experience app, um, someone very kindly sent me a screenshot um, where you kind of see the sort of ticket icon, and it said that it had an expiry of like twenty thirty. Yeah, I'm not going to use that thing. I'll save it for later. Oh okay. Right. Or should I use it? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, the dilemma. The dilemma. But you're so proud of it. You just literally made it in about 30 seconds flat 10 right, minutes ago. Right. But so so we, we, we did a bit of research. Because um, we were considering just buying a 14-day ticket at we, one we, point. Yeah. Because, just letting, know, letting can... those passes expire and then buying a 14-day ticket. Yeah, exactly that. Um, but I thought I'd do something. I will speak to um, Disney DVC member services, which for any of you who's been trying to call DVC member services in the last week or so, my life, they've been busy. <laughs> like literally, like most of the time, you couldn't even get in the queue. You would just get the engaged dial tone, like like mentally busy. Anyway, so I was there ready because I open at UK time, two p.m. and I was there. You at, set like, an alarm. I set an alarm at quarter to two <laughs> in the afternoon, and I was like, yeah, I'm trying every couple of minutes. Anyway, got through, sorted out, spoke to some chap, forget his name. Um, he wasn't very like Disney. Oh no, he was a bit bland. Like he didn't. He didn't like... Yeah, well, look, let's be fair. You were probably his first call of the day. He might not have had enough coffee at that point. I mean, that, that, that's fair enough. Although it is like 9am or something, isn't it? 9am? So it's like, not like it's super early. I start work at 7. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, albeit my laptop in bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Do your colleagues know that you answer emails first thing in the morning? No, I'm, not, I'm replying to ones from the evening. And then I shower and then I'm on it. Okay. But but those okay. ones, I get half an hour of admin before anyone's bothering me. Okay. So that's why I do it that way. Back to anyway, the DVC guy. Don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, he wasn't, it was like, you know, like, they're like, welcome home and giving you all that yeah. jazz. It was, it was like, all right, welcome. Like, all right, mate. It's like it's like, like your gardener that's been kind of looking after you, the house where you've been away. Yeah. Well, we don't have a garden. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're not that rich. <laughs> don't even know what I'm talking about. But like, but he's also not been paid. So he's like, he knows you, you're kind of his boss, he's done you a favour, but he's a bit pissed off. Yeah, yeah. That's how he sounded, I don't... But he was helpful, though. Um, 
Well, I mean, he's paid to me, isn't he? But anyway, <laughs> so um, he just wasn't happy. I want happy. If I speak, I want happy and helpful. Mm-hmm. You're missing the point. We're not talking about the right thing here. So, yeah, the point is, um, so I got some information. So I, I can now inform you what the deal is. It's, it's not that thing. It's not. A- it's not. It's not that thing. So we'll save it. Okay. So the situation is, is it, when you, when you are new now, it will show on the My Disney Experience as like an expiry date of like ten years or whatever, right? That, because people were thinking that, that they got within ten years to use it. To, uh, yeah, to, yeah, from the first yeah. day I use it, then it'll yeah. last for a year. Yeah, that's not the case. So that's just the default date on their system until that annual pass is active activated. The moment you activate that park. That park, that annual pass. <laughs> oh my! I've not even been drinking. Um, literally, I've got a tropical fruit drink. Um, <laughs> it's that, it's that Reese's Pieces I had. That's what it is. Um, it's the sugar. I've not had sugar on my diet. Um, what am I saying? I forget why I was in the story. I forget why I was in the story. So yeah, so that's an arbitrary date that is just set on there. The moment you activate it, the first time you use it, it will default back to the the end date of your the expiry date of your previous annual pass and um and it will be a year right so okay. so if if so our annual passes ended on like the 15th of january mm-hmm. so um, at the moment we've got 10 years but when we use it in august for the first time that part annual pass will revert to starting on the 15th of january okay and it will end january 2022 yeah. um so with that being the case is you don't if it, if you don't go this year and you go next year thinking, well, I haven't activated my annual pass and it's valid for 10 years, it's fine. Uh-uh. Mm. Not the case. It oh, you be. missed a trick there. Oh, oh, which one is it? Oh, which one is it? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm doing mouth noises when I have buttons in front of me. <laughs> what am I doing? So anyway, amateur. Um, so yeah, so that won't work. You'll, you'll, be, you'll get there thinking, oh, I'm going to Magic Kingdom today. No, you're not. Not happening. Not happening. Oh, can you imagine how gutted you'd feel? Gutted. Yeah. Gutted. Because then you've got to shell out, like, gate prices. You've lost your renewal price. And you've got to pay gate prices for two weeks or three weeks. Anyway, so for those people that have done that, um, bear that in mind. But what the chap did say... So I'm going to... Hang on. I was just going to ask. I'm not finished my What if you don't get to go at all this year because of COVID? Well, it's funny you should ask that question. I know. Because that's what I was about to say. (laughs) So what he did say... Um, and bearing in mind, I don't think this is written in stone anywhere, but he said it, so um, I'm, taking good enough at, for you. I'm, I'm taking him at his word, is that if you can't go because of, you know, Cody things, lockdown, country restrictions, whatever. Because at the end of the day, if we weren't allowed to go, we're going to go. Of course we are, yeah. Anyway, I, you know. We're only not going if they will not fly us there and America won't let us in. Or yeah. if there are You've very, very strict quarantine periods. Because I'm not spending end. my time quarantining, my entire holiday in quarantine. Anyway, no. anyway. so... Um, but so what he said was, if you can't go f- use it for those reasons, then then they will either extend it mm-hmm. to cover your next trip or get a refund. Yeah. You know, um, which is fair enough. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking him on his word. So we did renew our annual passes um, and see what happens. But yeah, so that, that normally you see with the date and stuff, it's a, 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 an arbitrary fixed date on their system. The moment you activate it, it goes immediately back to the end of your last um, annual pass and it's a year from then because it's a renewal so the good news is we are now officially disney annual pass holders again still still yay i oh, don't see now you've bossed up again i've not bossed up yeah. you've bossed up because i was even i don't know if you noticed i was 
miming applause at that point uh, to get you to press the button. I thought it was like a TV clap, like when you're like an extra and you don't really clap, you look like a, you're clapping. A small accordion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of an accordion now without thinking of Prometheus, but you know, it's just a little scene. Is only a little scene? That's not an accordion. Yes, it is. What is it then? I, I don't know. It's Idris Elbow's playing it. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I, no, I wasn't thinking of Prometheus. I was thinking of the sequel with the flute. Yeah, that's not, that's, no, uh, not, not that. Yeah, that, that was a weird scene. No, anyway, um, on the on the subject of um, annual passes, actually, on to yes. our next bit of Disney news. Yes. So this is now Disney news, not personal news. Um, so Disneyland Resort in California, I'm sure everybody knows by now, recently ended their, or suspended, I don't know, Either way, their annual pass program, uh, which there was, you know, a little bit of an uproar about. But I understand why they did it. There's a very big difference between Disneyland in California and Walt Disney World in terms of pass holder demographic, let's say. Disneyland is very much a local park. And there are, I think, I'm going to totally balls up this figure now, but um, I think I read or heard that just within California the kind of local area alone there are over a million pass holders that are just locals that can go there after work go any weekend they want just hang out i get it it's a very different culture to florida there's obviously locals in florida but more annual pass holders tend to be people that that fly in and travel in from far away from a holiday rather than just turning up when they feel like it so with disneyland being closed for i think almost a year now um when they do open up, the demand for for entry on what's going to be, let's face it, a really reduced capacity when that finally does happen is going to be so high that any pass holder is going to be really frustrated if they don't get an opportunity to get in. And, and that's going to be the case because there's so many of them and not a lot of space. So what Disney have done to appease them slightly, which I kind of think is a good thing, anyone who had a valid pass at the time that they suspended the program is now being called a Disneyland Resort Legacy Pass holder. So they are not without an annual pass. However, they're still not going to get in the parks and it's not. It's, it's going to change as soon as they figure out what to do about reopening. But for now, you're called a Legacy Pass holder and basically what that entitles you to is your discounts because there's still shops open at Downtown Disney there and some other part of, of, of the Disney Resort there has other shopping stuff and you can still get your discounts on your merch. I think they're getting like 30% off merch for a limited time. And then I think it gets down to like 25%. So at least they feel like they're getting something and they're being looked after. But I kind of feel for those people. If I was living local and I, my park was closed for a year, I'd be super gutted. Yeah. What are they doing with people who have like the Platinum Pass or whatever, which is for both parks? For both parks. Um, do you know what? You don't know. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I've asked the question you don't know. <laughs> I um I need to do you know what? I was watching a video I got this information from an Adam the Woo video because he's back in California at the moment um and he was talking about it and I listened to the bit where and he was talking about locals and all that business so that's kind of where that, that knowledge came from and I would think I was like cooking or washing up at the time and just stopped listening at one point and I know he talked about that and so I just tuned out so I don't know what people need to understand is that the information that we pass on to you for the most part although my first story was first hand is mostly second hand that we've kind of picked up and we've done no legwork at all oh god no no so no, no no real effort goes into this we're not a reliable or even really credible news source uh, uh, we're barely a source <laughs> you know so so when you listen li- you know 
other than what I've already told you so far today, which was fact, that was the that was the one thing that was fact because I did actually d- do that. Everything else is mm, Hannah's just listened to it from somewhere, maybe yeah, while totally. she was doing something else while I was cleaning, paying slight <laughs> attention, but maybe not completely. Well, that's the thing, right? I I love Adam the Woo. You, yeah, no, you don't mind, but you're not so keen. I don't watch a lot of the the tubes. No, you don't. You don't. I definitely watch more. But for me, Adam the Woo is like super relaxing to watch because he's very level. You know, there's there's just kind of one one pitch, one <laughs> kind of level, oh, and I like it. It chills me out. And then he also has interesting stuff to talk about too. So I think maybe I just got a little bit too relaxed listening to that. Just to say right, to a listener, and I'm not having a go. I'm not having a go. Oh God, but it sounds like you right. might. No, I'm not having a go. It's just because you said about him being relaxing and stuff. Um, it's just this is a, just a bit of feedback because I mentioned I think on a, on like an episode a few episodes ago whatever that that I find most haunted really relaxing like it's absolute rubbish but I find it really relaxing. <laughs> right? So then someone messaged you with like the oh no name... someone they put it on a story. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I yeah. don't know how it works right but some digital form of communication to you um, some some show in America. A YouTube channel right. of like paranormal investigation. It's in America, right? Yes. Right? Um, it's rubbish. You it's didn't. You didn't like it. It's worse thing. Like literally every second. Oh, there's someone to buy. Oh, there's a man. Oh, there's a noise. Oh, there's, oh, there's like, a shadow. It's like, no, oh, there isn't. You can't hear anything. Oh. No, no one. You can't hear a thing. Nothing's happening. They're just shouting it. <laughs> like there's nothing at all. Um, so yeah, it's not relaxing, and it's definitely that's, that's even less real. The most, haunted. the most haunted. And most haunted is, like, come on. <laughs> it's not real. But, but you on. love it in a very weird and twisted way. It's the most... Funnily enough, considering what today's topic is, mm-hmm. it's that thing. It's it's the that, that most relaxing, anxiety-reducing, stress-relieving thing. That, that the content is rubbish. But it's like, when I was young, I used to go to sleep watching or listening to snooker. Not because I liked snooker, but when you just got like... He's aiming for the red ball. <laughs> One. It is super like, nice to go like, to sleep to. It's like, how relaxing yeah. is that? Yeah. Do you remember when, on our wedding night, we went to sleep? Trick shots. <laughs> Which is trick shots, don't we? Trick shot pool. Pool trick shots. Yeah. We, That's how you went. We, I told people, Peter Rizzo, don't peek. <laughs> Start off the we got to our hotel. Pool. We got to our hotel. Like we had this the crappiest honeymoon ever. It was like three nights in Bournemouth. But we had no money when we got married and we were exceptionally young. We went and we bought rollerblades. We did on the yeah, Idiots. on the on the first day of our honeymoon we Idiots. bought rollerblades. Try to rollerblade oh, through the park. This sounds ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, but on <laughs> our wedding so <laughs> On our wedding night. We we got to the hotel very late in the evening. We got changed. We walked out into the town and there were all these like really drunk Night people clubbers. coming out of clubs and we queued up in a real horrible greasy calf for a burger, ate that, went back to the hotel, put the TV on and it was, yeah, pool trick shots. We watched that in bed and then just fell asleep. That's right, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you wedding night. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this is, I've said this many a time before. Oh. You, you've got to build up. You don't... Don't peak too soon, you know. So now mm-hmm. I've got you DVC. I know. Got, but if I did all of that stuff when we first got married, yeah, like think what I'd have to do now. I know my expectations would be super high right now. So, so I've done. I've I've built slowly. So it's taken twenty 
22 years. 22 yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah. 22 years of being married. Yeah. To get here. But look, look, you're living the life now. I really am. So, you know, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Sorry, um, that went off piste. But yeah, that, that shows rubbish. Sorry. Rubbish. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's whiz through these last two bits of Disney news. Um, the so the big story of the week has been about Jungle Cruise. Have you heard this story? No. Ah. So Disney announced this week that Jungle Cruise will be going a major overhaul um, and refurb with some complete changes of scenes. Now the reason that they're doing this is because. Let's face it, Jungle Cruise why. is an old ride. It's from the fifties, and uh, it's. It, the way it depicts natives is it, it, not necessarily the most politically correct. It's offensive to thing. elephants, isn't it? That's what <laughs> yeah, those poor elephants. But um, it, yeah, it's a little bit yeah, and and you know, I like I really, I mean I don't know what you think. I really like Jungle Cruise, but it is very samey every time. Uh, uh, so it depends what you like. So. Uh, I liked. I take all those things on face value. They were never made as political statements or anything else. Um, so, like the 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 redhead scene in Pirates. I know that a lot of people might not like the original content, but that's kind of what it was, you know. And and I'm, I'm. It's not because I believe what the content is, because it's just that's what it was. And so it might not be the most appropriate, but it, it's just the real thing, right? It was what it was. So. I think it's just change is difficult. It and, is and really I, difficult for some people, but you know what? The pirates thing changed, and then you don't give a crap about that either, really, to be honest. Still pirates. I, I, I give a monkeys about who's playing the redhead in the movie, though. Yeah, we, we have covered that many times, so we don't need to go back. Let's just dial that back a minute. What they're going to be doing with Jungle Cruise, which is very cool, is they're going to be actually, I believe, using one or two of the um, the boats from the ride in some of the scenery and there's some concept art out there and one of the scenes looks very very cool and you and kai will love it very much because it would appear that one of the boats has gotten into a bit of trouble and has been overrun by monkeys so there's going to be a whole group of monkey animatronics that have taken control of a boat that's kind of got stuck somewhere and it looks very very cool i can't wait to see that and as you know especially our son kai has a bit of a thing for monkeys he follows a couple of monkey accounts on instagram i believe he loves it he loves watching monkey world you love monkey World. we went to monkey world when when i was pregnant with kai and you had a whale of a time filming the gibbons do you remember that and they used to throw their poo that's why you were filming them yes because they were throwing their poo and we had that monkey coming to our bedroom window that time no (laughs) No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen, and I'm sure we've covered that too. Well, people, if people have listened, they know it happened because I told them. <laughs> the, um, the final bit of this news is actually about Disneyland Paris, and that's about their standby pass. We talked about this earlier in the week, so you do know a little bit about this already. As, or, or, so I know you're going to give the, the details. Mm-hmm. My only stipulation is that it's in a proper app and not Line Bertie, because if it's in Line Bertie, I'm, I'm going to... Well, I can't even say on on this show what I would do. Is this a show? Is that going too far to say that this is a show? <laughs> Possibly, but okay. you can say that. In the, right now, it, yeah, because Line Bertie is the worst thing I've ever seen in my there life. Is, there is, um, in our Disneyland Paris vlog, uh, vlogs from 2018, uh, there is one episode where you are struggling with the Line Bertie app because you're trying to book a spot in a queue to get a pin. Stupid. <laughs> and it's not working, and you get ever so angry. <laughs> 
<laughs> if anything makes me angry, it's Lamberti. Yeah. Good news is Lamberti is not involved. So basically, the standby pass was originally actually rolled out in October last year, which I didn't know. Um, I thought it was completely brand new, but they did trial it in October uh, and it didn't work that well. Apparently, it wasn't that smooth, so they actually uh, cancelled it quite quickly after doing it. And then apparently they brought it back in very, very short time before Christmas. And of course, now Disneyland Paris is closed, uh, but it's going to be fully, fully rolled out when it reopens in April. Um, so it will actually be used through the official Disneyland Paris app so you can be confident that hopefully you're not going to have the kind of trouble that you had you know with Lineberti and all that kind of stuff which is a good thing I think um it will give you a 30 minute time slot so you're kind of like booking almost a fast pass on the app and it'll give you a 30 minute window to return to a ride um I'm not entirely sure how it works with how many you can get or um whether you have to kind of use one and then you can't book another one until you've used it. I'm not sure about that functionality side of it. Um, But they have put it for a lot of the big rides across Disneyland. So in Disneyland Park, um, you can use it on Big Thunder Mountain, Hyperspace Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, Buzz Lightyear's Laser Blast, Dumbo, Star Tours, Autopia, and the Indiana Jones Temple of Peril. Temple du Peril. Peril? I don't know. Is it du? Du. Du. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, in the studios, you can use it on Tower of Terror, Ratatouille, Flying Carpets, and Crush's Coaster. Well, there's no point because it'll be broken down. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's always broken down. <laughs> it's always. Whenever, whenever you want to ride Crush's Coaster, it's broken down. <laughs> You'll be on another ride and you can hear it going around and you're like, oh, maybe it's going to Crush's Coaster. You'll get there. Broken down. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe it's just us. We're jinxed. We are really jinxed with Crush's Coaster. It's always, it's broken, always broken down when we want to go. Even when we try that kind of thing that everyone does of getting there for rope drop, <laughs> running, running through the hangar, running all the way down there. Beat everyone, push them into the bushes, just <laughs> yeah. get past them. Well, you kind of have to be like that at Disneyland Paris. Uh, in the, seriously, Europeans, they're the most <laughs> aggressive. Like in, in the States and like in the UK, everyone kind of really like, no, after you, no, after you. Yeah. No, you, sir, you, for, everyone's like really polite in in Paris, oh, and it's 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 all European, but obviously there's no Paris. This sounds really bad because it sounds like I'm really having a pop. At you. <laughs> I think I am having a pop actually, <laughs> probably legitimate. Um, <laughs> they just don't give a monkeys. <laughs> Trying to meet a character, so in in Paris, they, they never used to do the queues for the characters. So oh, the yes, char- when Kai was small, yeah. So the, the characters out. would just come out and mingle. Yeah. So everyone would just run and charge at the characters and push and literally adults would kick toddlers out of the way to get their kids in (laughs) you'd see them flying off over the carousel and and it was the done thing and then the parents would be there just smoking a cigarette cast members saying nothing oh he's wind me up sometimes yeah not anymore though they no, actually ha- but no, 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 now, now you have to book a slot through Lime Bertie to meet a character. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like Lime Bertie. It's rubbish. Oh, dear. Well, that'll do it for Disney News. Um, so, like I did say at the beginning of this podcast, we do have an actual serious topic to talk about we this do. week. We do. Um, although I'm sure we'll end up off on tangents and making jokes of various things. But I think that's that's a good thing because it's good to look at the lighter side of life. Um, so you may remember at the end of last week's episode, we said that this week we we're going to be talking about 
anxiety and um well, mental health and mental general. health and um because at the moment you know we there's people out there um that experience it on a day-to-day basis throughout their entire lives and we're all kind of experiencing some levels of anxiety at the moment living through lockdown and through covid it's it's not great um but you know there are things you can do to, to help yourself in the, in those areas and and as someone who lives with various things and anxiety and all that kind of thing you certainly understand why Disney World is very good for you and helps you in some of those areas. So we just kind of yeah. wanted to cover all those things in a very general sense, really. Yeah, but, but should, I, should I give a little bit of a, a, a personal explanation so people know and get it? And know where I'm I think from? that's a good idea. Okay, so um, well, I won't go into loads of details about it. So essentially, I was diagnosed quite a long time ago now, probably a good 10 years ago, mm-hmm. with... Um, with Bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder came a bit later, um, but they yeah. generally go hand in hand for the most part. Uh, yeah. for, uh, for the, it's, there's more chances of you having both of them together than just one of them on their own, from what I understand. Um, so that's what I get. Yeah, or certainly if you have borderline personality disorder, it's very likely that you'd have bipolar. something like bipolar as well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so diagnosed about 10 years ago, and mm. I think I think... You know, it was probably fair to say that that there was all the signs and whatnot have been there for most of my life, really. Yeah, I think it was kind of hard for us to both recognise as well, because obviously we've been together since we were kids. Yeah. You know, I was sixteen, you were eighteen when we first met, and so it was just our normal, wasn't it? Well, I think I think the reason being is, is because you know, so brief outline is my the way that my bipolar, which was the more the obvious prevalent one when I was younger, yeah. how that kind of um, manifested itself, certainly when I was younger, is that I would be in more of the higher element. So with, with, with bipolar disorder, um, I was um, diagnosed with type 2, um, which is periods of kind of mania mm-hmm. uh, and periods of depression. When I was younger, it was primarily the mania that would take over uh, and I would do... And for you, that meant um, actually just going into a highly, highly overproductive state. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't... It, it was just that, that I, I looked like I was really... Um, y- yeah, I was able to do lots of stuff. But I, Super I would, high functioning. I, yeah, and I would take lots of risks. I would make lots of changes. I would change things frequently. And I would almost just bounce from one thing to the next to the next. Without fear. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, I'm a very cautious person, and so I would, you know, always, and I still do to some extent, fear change, but you would just, you know what, I don't want to do this job anymore, I'm going to go and do this job instead. We bought our first house that way. I put a deposit, we, we went to visit my sister, we'd never talked about buying a house, really. No. We went to visit my sister, walked out, went past the show home thing, went in, and I put a £500 deposit down, so we're complete in like six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't even done anything about- I think. I think we, I think that deposit... I think we wrote a check because it. I didn't it even was have the money in the bank. No, <laughs> we just put no, give him a check. But yeah, you figured fine. it out. You yeah. figured it out, and we sorted it out. And yeah, we bought our first house. But I mean, you know, if you asked me to make the decision, I would have gone, no, 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 we can't do this now. But that, that's so. That's then, and as I've got older, it, it started to flip. So I would becoming have less. a dad. Becoming a dad changed a lot of things for you because yeah. you suddenly had a level of responsibility that you've never had. I, I think what I would do is is when I would get into a funk or start to go low, I mm. would deliberately do something to bounce me into a, a manic phase and take those risks and do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I managed it. Um, and but yeah, I think becoming a parent is you can't you can't take those risks anymore because you're accountable. 
Yeah. So, so I think that brings in the pressures and, and various things. So yeah, so it flipped it. So I, I start to experience more of the kind of depression side, and that's really only when you start to go to the doctors, right? Because when you're super high functioning and taking loads of risk, although it can seem damaging, and you there think is you're doing great. Yeah, exactly. So you then go go for help. Like that. No. So anyway, so that, that's that's kind of that, and how that affected me. Um, borderline personality disorder. It's a, it sounds really complicated. Um, I hate the name. There's yeah. a there's a more preferred name out there for the moment, and that's uh, emotion emotional regulation disorder. No, no. Is that, no. that was called? It, 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 no, I can't. Emotionally un, unstable. That could, it has a know. few different names because borderline personality disorder just does, is not the right name for it. It's a very old term. But to be honest with you, um, there, there's two things. One, one, the name doesn't help, and and two, there's a lot of stigma around it. Totally, um, and, and a misunderstanding. Um, but with it, and with both these things, if you met me. Uh, you've been listening to me for a while, and you, well, you probably think that there's something wrong with me. To be <laughs> um, but if you met me, for the most part, you, you would never know. You would never know, um, and generally, only people that know me well would ever know because they're the only ones really that I talk to about it. Not because I'm hiding anything, but it's not. It's not something you bring up. Or can I have a biscuit? Oh, by the way, I'm a bit weird. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so yeah, you just don't. But so with, with, with borderline personality disorder or BPD, because it's just easier to say, um, is it affects my interactions with people and how I kind of um, take I, I, I kind of reflect on what people say how I kind of look at what they think of me and also my needs and requirements of them like like if if you say that we're going to meet at three and then like quarter three you phone up and cancel for me that's the end of the world that's the worst thing yeah. ever because I, you're like you're abandoning me. It's like you don't want to see me. It's because I've done something wrong. Obviously, like no matter you know, you could be going somewhere because you've had a serious tragedy in your family, but it's because of me. That's how I accept so, it. Like, not, and it's not a, a deliberate, conscious way of thinking. Gosh, no, it's an internalized. And but also is is any of those kind of emotions, so like a little let down or anything else, where someone might get a bit peeved or 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 angry or upset. It's always the extreme emotion, the absolute extreme. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, someone doing something like that, for someone else, just be, oh, yeah, no worries, we're, we're rearranged and do it another day. For me, it's the, the most biggest tragedy I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. Which has led me to essentially not... <laughs> I, 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 I don't tend to have much interactions. We have I used to. a very, very close, small social circle. That we, that's controlled. So I yeah. it's able to go, and it doesn't mean we don't have other interactions. So we oh, go we and see lots people, of friends, and, and yeah. lots of people we catch up with, you know, um, more infrequently. But in terms of our kind of most trusted, most close friends, it's a very, very small thing, and that's good because that that works, and 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 they understand, and there's expectation, and 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 expectations can can be met, um, and. Yeah, there's just a greater understanding. So when those things, you know, because plans do get cancelled at the last minute, even with your your best friends in the whole wide world, but we have an understanding and a way to work through it and you find it easier to process and get past it. It's great. For the most part, for me, like, A, honesty, and B, humour is the best way around it. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll joke about it or, or, like, you know, I'm going to mention Joe again because he loves it. (laughs) It loves getting mentioned. Like, but he's a really, it's a really good one to mention. Like, I will 
swear at Joe <laughs> quite frequently. In fact, I think that's all I do is swear at Joe. Yeah, I think but, it's all you but do. But I think he likes it. But for me, if I if I get if I get upset or pissed off with something, then it's almost like a really good way to get it out. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I but but in a banter way. Mm-hmm. So it's not serious and I'm not having a go. But I can get it out, and it's like, and then after five minutes, it's gone. Yeah, and that's the kind of way. So, so people need to trust me. And the thing about Joe is, I say a lot of stuff about Joe, but <laughs> but <laughs> he trusts me, and no matter what I say to him, he just accepts it. Yeah, uh, he shouldn't for the most part. He should he should just yeah tell me to do one. And, and I will say for for other people that that uh, you know have experienced similar kind of things themselves, because I think it's good to normalize some of the stuff. Is you know. I would say that I, I've I've lost a couple of really good friends due to my conditions over the years. Yeah, right. You know, relatively long term from from before when we met um, friends. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's because of understanding. Um, you know, sometimes for me is when I'm feeling in a in in a bit of a like bit of a funk. Well, I just because want to shut because down. the depression side of both borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder is really really tough. Yeah, and and but also is is you, you know before I say that then so one thing that's, good, that's worth clarifying is there's lots of various medications and treatments out there, okay, and and some people respond respond to them fantastically, and you've um, tried quite a few. So so uh, I can't take medication because I'm allergic, severely allergic to pretty much every medication. Even out there. hay fever tablets, you get allergic reactions. Yeah, so so and uh, I can't take any medication and. I'm too much of an analytical person to do the talking therapies because I'll start out therapying the therapist because <laughs> um, it's a competition to me, obviously. You've, you've had quite a few though. There was one, one. I think it was a guy that you spent some time with that was quite useful for a few things, um, but that was only ever a short term kind of thing, anyway. Yeah. So, and then most of your talking therapy is done with me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, this is this is talking therapy to be honest. Um, but yeah, so you know, that, so that's 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 that's. That side of things. So, um, so I, I, I've learned kind of protection. What I call protection, but you know, things. If I know that I'm feeling a bit crappy, mm-hmm. um, for many reasons, and and it's not a frequent thing. It's got to be something that that builds up over a while or something quite specific. Normally, um, but I know that I just need to go into kind of my own little lockdown, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And and I like to just shut myself away. I don't want to speak to anyone. Like I don't want to speak to my family or friend, like Hannah and Kai. No problem at all. But I don't want to speak to my family. I don't want to speak to anyone outside. I don't want to go anywhere. You know, I'll play my guitar, which is awesome. I'll play video games or whatever. And that's me. You and know, that might what, be a day. It might be a week. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts, but that's how I manage it. And, and it works for me. And so for the most part, you would, you would never know. Um, work-wise, I, I do a very stressful, very um, high-risk job <laughs> um and not risk to you but you're managing high risk <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's quite a high global risk that i you're not like I walking manage. a tightrope over niagara no, falls no, no. I'm, I'm 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 not at risk although i would be if i got it wrong because of the severity but anyway so so that that's that's yeah and that's fine so that kind of thing doesn't affect me although in lockdown it does because i've got no release it's not like i can have a stressful week at the weekend you know, get on my bike and burn out for a couple hundred miles or, yeah. you know, hang out with people or go somewhere and do stuff, even if it's just with us, it's just being home. And so for me, everything's bottled up. So what my mind does, you know, anyone, if you've watched, I, I was like almost going to ask a question then. 
Anyone out there watch the Sherlock Holmes movies? <laughs> but you know, like um, in the in the recent ones with um, what's his face? Oh, you're talking about the TV series with Benedict Cumberbatch? No, not that one. Oh, the movies. no. Oh, the movies, yeah. Um, with, with Robert um, Downey Jr. Yeah, I wanted to say Harry Connick Jr., but wrong No, guy. wrong wrong thing. That's jazz. Yeah, although he was in um, the Aliens movie. What was it called? I have no Independence idea. Independence Day. Anyway, <laughs> um, see, tangents. Um, <laughs> seriously, it was that Reese's Pieces, the sugar. Um, but but in those movies, like before he like has a fight or does anything... He goes through like the whole thing in his head, talks through it, yeah. and you kind of see it in slow motion, and then it takes place. Yeah, and that's what my brain does with everything. So if I know I'm and going, especially social interactions, yeah. So I will have if I'm going to meet you for a conversation, I will have that conversation in my head and every permutation. You, you know, like um in in Avengers, is it like is it Endgame? You know when, um, like, Doctor Strange is doing, like, the 14 million permutations and his head shaking all over the place? <laughs> you're, right? you're shaking, just, just for visual just reference. Just for visual reference, shaking. I'm doing the head thing. Right? <laughs> like, like, that's me. I do all the permutations of that conversation. <laughs> uh, in every, and, and out of that 14 million, 13.9999 million will be negative. Yeah. Right? So I need to try and find the one positive version of that conversation, yeah. which is exhausting. Because every part of me is rehearsing everything to make sure that it's like drawing those lines through the mazes. You know, as a kid, those line mazes you just draw yeah, through. Yeah. It's like that. I need to find that right yeah. line through. There's only one positive <laughs> conversation out yeah. of all the 40 million failures. Can so I just say, like, um, obviously, from you know being your wife and, and seeing this on the outside, yeah. um, for me to understand it, um, I read one thing where um, that really helped solidify it for me. And that's like, for someone in your position, as far as borderline personality disorder goes, it's like you carry this lens around with you everywhere. And every interaction you have with some someone, everything that is said passes through this lens in order for you to analyse it. But the lens makes it distorted and makes it negative and makes you feel like you're being judged or someone's thinking badly of you or you've let somebody down or and so everything that passes through the lens you take into this kind of deepest part of you and in it and you make it it hurts you so and you know sometimes if you're to have a, a, a negative emotional response to someone it's because it's gone through the lens it's hurt you and you are batting it away and the only way you can bat it away is to kind of hide and push people away or or you know come you know come across negative yourself it's a purely a self-protection thing yeah and you have been amazing over the past few years at being able to avoid having it go through that lens if that makes sense or or it passes through the lens and you're actually able to make sense of it before it hurts you um and it's, it's taken years to learn. And it's funny because you're probably better at explaining it than I am. Because for me, is you know, I've been given a a label, but yeah. to me, it's just well, I don't know any different. Well, so who I, you are. I I don't know how you process things or anyone else because this is how I process. Things. Sure. And then the difficult thing is, and I and I guess anyone in a similar position is, you know, it. Some people feel relief when they get. A diagnosis, and I think I had mixed feelings. I think one thing, one was kind of like, "Oh, great, okay, so n- now I know we can just sort it out. We can just take it out. We can do something." Yeah, that doesn't work. There's not that doesn't happen. No. Yeah. Um, 
so that, that was frustrating. And then the second thing is, is, although it gives you some answers and you can explain things better to people, and I've learned to be able to do that, and you learn to be able to manage things yourself, you start to feel a bit defined by it. Mm-hmm. And I do struggle with it because sometimes, and we'll have these conversations where, um, you know, sometimes you think, oh, is that my, I, I might be angry about something or upset about something. And, and you might be like, well, no, you know, you might be processing it wrong or whatever. And sometimes it can feel like that's invalidating the way that I'm feeling. Because like, no, I am actually angry at this because I genuinely have a, re- genuinely yeah. have a reason yeah. to be angry um, or upset or whatever. So it, it's difficult because you, you then got to start separating your yourself know, yeah so it's, it's a weird one so but we've got better at talking about it and 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 we we will you know i try not to make my own judgments but i will tell you what i think or how i feel and instead of trying to tell you this is the way it is i'll say this is what i'm seeing is it that is it something else and we'll just talk back and forth through something yeah. and, and find our way through it and that that we have had to practice that a lot to get to a place where these days it's kind of the default to actually talk through those things rather than have a disagreement like for years honey I love you to death but for years I thought you were just being a bit of an ass most of it was (laughs) (laughs) being really unreasonable and um and I would get I would get so angry with you and then I would then start a fight over it and then that would just explode because you've been hurt by someone else and then I charge in and make you out to be the solely bad guy in the whole thing and then oh, it was horrible and it was totally not the way to deal with it. Well, look, I, I, think, I think the thing is, right, so that, that's a kind of an explanation, right, and, and, and that's what it is. And the reality is, like a, a quite a large percentage of the people listening to this mm. will have something themselves to varying degrees. Oh yeah, all know, kinds of things, and, and, and or I, will know someone. And I will just want to say, although for you, um, managing this is more down to self management, talking, well, I have and no interaction. Choice I have no choice. No, of that, but that's for some people, in order to manage their mental health conditions, uh, medication absolutely fine. If that's what you've talking got to do, therapies. as well as talking therapies, amazing. Go do it if that's what you need to do. I think if I was in that position, talking therapies would totally be my my way of dealing with that kind of stuff. And 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 always always go and get the help because even if there isn't a solution that's medical, mm-hmm. um, it's still a support and it still gives you insight. And the most yeah. powerful thing for me has been insight. Um, you know, again, due to the way that I work, is is I need to know everything about everything. So I, I researched it to the nth degree. And for some people, that's dangerous. But for me, it meant that I had ultimate insight into everything about the conditions. Yeah. So I could beat them. And I don't... I don't always win those battles, but I put up a damn good fight for the most part. So, so yeah, whatever works for you, um, you know. And I, and I re- part of the reason I thought it was worthwhile talking about. So, um, is on Adam Hatton's um, blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so his mate Gary C. I think to be honest, the Gary C. blogs and Adam Hatton just holds the camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you have a major crush on Gary. I, I really like Gary because a, I think I think he's hilarious. He's awesome fun, but also I can see he talks really openly about his mental health and his anxieties and stuff, yeah. which is amazing because it's so it's still so hard to do, and I find it hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine now because I'm just talking to a. 
fuzzy thing and it's just me and you in the ring. Yeah. You know, I can't see the people listening. Um, but it, it can be hard to talk about because you think then people look at you different. Yeah. You know, they look, oh, who's that? You know, it's like elephant man type thing. Um, or they but, have to tread on eggshells. Yeah. And, kind of like, and watching what they say. It's like, no, yeah. like take the mick out of me, mock me. And I like, you know, it's that kind of military thing as well. I like the dark humour about it. I like to yeah. mock it and joke about it. That will really offend and upset some people, so I won't do it here. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, really joke about it. Dark sense of humour, fantastic. But Gary, anyway, Gary is really open about it. But also, I can see in some of those vlogs, and I know he's having a bad day, but he's putting on a face to, to kind of brave it out. Yeah. And But that's awesome, because he's managing it. And that, but also, he's honest that when he's having a really shitty day, mm. he's like, do you know what, I'm having a shitty day? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to let it like define me, but I just need to take a minute. Yeah. And I, I I just admire that. And then the way that he talks about it and he just presses on and does stuff. And he can do more than what I can do in as much as I think our levels of anxiety are different at different times. I can't, probably caused by very different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Totally. Yeah, I, I don't I don't actually I can't recall exactly what specific you know, things he, he deals with. But obviously anxiety is a big part of that. And, and that's the other thing with me is anxiety is a huge part. A lot of it manifests itself through anxiety. So you, 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 you're kind of very good at anxiety and, and you can experience sort of that di- direct anxiety as a result of social interactions and all those kind of things. But you can also just experience general anxiety caused by other things because that's, yeah, the, I mean, that's I, just I, how it is. I'll have, I, I will feel anxious for no reason. I will, I will sit there and my heart will be going. I'll find it hard to breathe. Everything else like like in a permanent state of attack almost mm-hmm. um, for no reason. That I can, not that not I can, a squirrel attack. Not a squirrel attack. No. Don't we talk about. It. Okay, okay, okay. Don't waste. Don't shut. <laughs> um, but 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 other times I'll know. You know, it might be I'm, I'm doing a big presentation at work, or I've got this thing that I've got to do somewhere, or I'm going to meet someone or do something. Like, and you know, we've not spoken about this to Dawn and Andy, but you know, who were like on the podcast a few weeks ago. But when we went to visit them for the first time, um, it was super stressful for me. They probably would never have known. Um, mega stressful because we stayed stayed in their house, and for me, that's one of the biggest things because I hate staying in other people's houses because there's no safe place. But you hang on, but you didn't hate staying in their house. No, no, no that's not what I'm saying. I, 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 you actually enjoyed yourself very much, it's, but leading up to it and the idea of it, yeah, it was, was very, very stressful. But everything you, was fine right up until the coffee. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was yeah. fine. Um, I'm not gonna let it go. <laughs> you can look at me like that all you want. I'm not letting it go. Um, no, it was fantastic. But but beforehand, like, it, it takes every fibre of my being to not cancel. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, a few years ago, you would have cancelled. Yeah, or booked Probably, a hotel. Or, or literally I, yeah. on the day. Yeah. Um, but this is how far you've come now because you're able, you've got that insight, like you said, and you, you, you can... You can, um, you're open to the possibility that it won't be as bad as your anxiety tells you it's going to be. And so yeah. it's worth trying. So, you know, so the point is, 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 Lots of that, lots of people are feeling that, especially now over lockdown. And like I said, I, I know I am because I don't have those escapes of my normal coping mechanisms. I can't use, I can't go and get out on my bike because if I do, I'm going to get a fine. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like ridiculous. You know, I can't go and, you know, beat up Joe in a somewhere um, because. What, it's, can well, I okay, but, yeah, I probably, no, because you can't go around oh, his house. No. But and his barbershop isn't if open. Two people can exercise together. And is boxing a form of exercise? Mm, we, could, yeah. we could get around it. You'd probably get around it with that. Look out, Joe. Um, but, you know, so, yeah, it's a difficult time. So lots of people are experiencing exactly the same thing for different reasons. 
So to flip that around then, so... So, so we are, we're going to be talking this in, about this in a sort of Disney sense as well. Yeah, so so cope, ways of coping and, and what... So before we go into the Disney stuff, mm-hmm. one thing that I find really good to you know going back to the kind of most wanted stuff certain tv things for me i don't watch a lot of tv um or you know movies or anything really um but what i do watch are the same things over and over. i'm like a five-year-old like a five-year-old if you've got kids obviously you're into disney and stuff i bet they'll watch something like peter pan five times in the same day like back to back yeah like kid, i kid. would watch toy story 2 or cars yeah <laughs> so but but for me is the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Sometimes Star Wars, sometimes Lord of the Rings, but essentially it's only those sets of movies. But generally it's Harry Potter movies. And that's why Harry Potter, especially in Universal, um, but the movies, uh, everything about it, and Warner Brothers Studios in the UK, ha- hold such a, an amazing place kind of in my heart, really, because mm-hmm. it has such a profound effect. If I'm feeling really anxious, crappy... And do you know what it is? Because all of those movies are you know, fantasy, sci-fi, something, yeah. it's escapism. Totally. Those worlds are kind of, you You can drift into them, which takes you away from the one that you're in. Yeah, and so it's almost as if it's created a place where you can't feel those things that make you feel so crappy. Yeah. Well, and Disney... Exactly that. ...is very much the same. So, so I, I remember the first time we went to um, Paris... Um, back in 2002 2002 um experiencing that for the first time because i almost didn't want to go when we were going to go to paris because again i I wasn't that anxious about crowds back then um the 12 hour coach journey probably was making you feel a bit crappy yeah but but you know i i I thought it was a bit kiddie and doing that but yeah so experiencing that for the first time that kind of escapism just kind of that, that was it but it wasn't at that point. I really didn't know about you know how my 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 health hadn't taken a negative turn. It was more proactive and positive at that point. Yeah, almost. definitely. It wasn't until really twenty ten that it kind of really twenty ten was south. the year that it went quite south. Yeah. Um. So, but but now, so so since then, and experiences of Disney World, it's that absolute level of experience. And like the, the way I always sell it to people is, it's not a holiday. Like like a regular holiday where you go for like rest and relaxation, you will come back from a Disney trip physically way more exhausted than you left. Like you need a holiday <laughs> after yeah. your holiday, but going to Disney is a holiday for your brain. Absolutely, because I know that when I'm uh, at Disney World and Universal, so those kind of places, but you know, Disney specifically, is you don't think about. Um, what's going on elsewhere in your life? It can creep in sometimes. It can, mm. and that's why. And 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 you know, this isn't for everyone, but that's why it's so important for me to be in that bubble. And it was part of the thing that made the DVC purchase really a really easy decision. Oh, you mean as opposed to sort of staying off site? Yeah, staying staying off site. We um, did that in 2012. That was the only time we stayed off site. Half the trip we spent in a villa. Yeah, and and you know, fantastic. And I'm not knocking that because. You know, all those offsite options are fantastic. They're brilliant. The villa was you know? amazing. Yeah, and and so it's not about like the it's not the snobbish. Oh, you're staying off property. Oh, come on, there's um, a little bit of that. No, in there. No, well, no, there is there isn't. Because to be honest with you, there's there's a lot nicer places you can stay. You know, I'd, I'd quite happily go to Four Seasons if yeah, someone wants to someone wants to, to go to Four Seasons. Um, but you know, um, 
But it's that it's maintaining that bubble that stops your brain from switching out of that mode yeah. into back home mode. And I think I've had it happen to me maybe like a couple of times on different trips. It's normally when we actually, funny enough, when we're in Universal as opposed to Disney. Yeah. I've experienced it. Um, but yeah, but for the most part, it, it, it does that thing where it takes you away. It's escapism. And I think for, for you know, if you are suffering, you know, with, with your mental health, that a Disney holiday is such a tonic. And, and actually, and I've always said as well, though, that even going once a year, it's almost enough just to carry you through to the following year. Yeah. It's like that, that buzz, that feeling, the memories, the excitement of being there. And then the memories when you come back and then the planning for the yeah, next one. Yeah, I was going to say about the planning, it yeah. It keeps you in that loop yeah. so your head can always stay in there. And that's why I think, you know, for a lot of people, this past year or so has been even harder because where we would normally go and get our Disney fix yeah. to help us, it's like we've not been able to have it. No, not only that, it's been taken away from us three times already and now possibly a fourth. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's a tough one. But I think that's... But that's the real positive thing, and I think it's it's something really easily like kind of missed with you know, Disney is that it can have such a profound effect for adults as it does for kids. There's no there's no age for for going to Disney, um, and I always remember when we were queuing for um, that uh, Tomorrowland Terrace firework dessert party. Oh gosh, right? that was like in 2013. Yeah, so we're queued there. Um, and, and we got there really early because that's one of your one of your things. Yeah, I've got so to, we be, have to go, be, go anywhere for any event. We've got to be there way early. Uh, I will never be late. So for annoying. But yeah, we were there early. So we were second in the queue. First in the queue ahead of us was a lovely old couple. And they were like from, from New York. <clears throat> I think they were in their 80s. Yeah, I think they were. Uh, and they've been going there like every year since it's been open, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome. Just the two of them. Every year since it's been open. I think they went with their kids in the early years. They did, and yeah. And they said that this was one of their, possibly one of their final trips because they were getting on a bit. And do you remember he, he like, he had a shirt on because it was the evening and he flashed his top pocket and he had a little, like, age pass to get on the rides yeah. because they were older and he was, like, flashing it about, like, uh. <laughs> it was but, so but, that's, but that's a super cool thing. So the, the, the age thing is, is, is irrelevant. But I think it just does something. It does something... For you, that I think if you could bottle it, oh my life, it would just be perfect. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that, but Disney's really good at, at doing that, and, and Universal, I think, are getting better. And for me, you know, the, 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 because of the way that Harry Potter, not the not the boy Harry Potter, <laughs> <laughs> just just to be really clear, <laughs> the way the way the Harry Potter movies and and. But not just the movies, but the whole world. world. It's the world. It's not the movies per se. The the movies are the window, but the world of Harry Potter. And I should say the books. I've got the books. I don't read them. I've got the books. You've listened to some of the audio book. I've listened to pretty much all the audio books. Oh, have you? Yeah, when I used to go to work on a train. Um, Stephen Fry used to read to me. Oh. Um, But yeah, so so, so going to Universal, that's that's my favourite bit. Like literally, I could spend three, four, five, six days just nonstop in and around... Mm-hmm. The various Harry Potter elements in both parks because mm-hmm. um, it's killer. But anyway, um, so do you experience any anxiety or difficulties at, at Disney World it's, itself in terms of queuing or anything like that? No, do you know what it is? So, so one of the biggest things. So, I my anxiety 
comes out of disorder specifically yeah it's a real big thing because if you knew you know thinking about things that cause you anxiety outside of disney crowds is one of them like going going to a crowded shopping center or something like that is really really hard for you but you can do it at disney yeah and there's a very specific reason why you can manage crowds at disney uh, because it's that level of order and mindset so uh, at disney world people for the most part know the rules they know you know the um the protocols the mood, everyone's in that same kind of mood and mindset. But, but you know, and, and things are, are managed by the cast members so effectively. And it's part of the reason, you know, you'll hear me talk quite negatively about Disneyland Paris. And I, I should stop doing it because I do like Disneyland Paris. But the, the reason I do is partly because of all the rule breaking yeah. from, from the visitors. Um, because of the barging and the queues, because of the smoking and all those things that we know are absolute rules that you don't do, it brings my anxiety to such a point where literally I want to grab those people and throw them out of the park myself. <laughs> um, and I have to like do everything I can to not physically get hold of them. You have to, you have to walk away and you have to escape it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but in, in Florida, like for the most part, you, you always really get the occasion. It. No. So, so although it's probably, and this is, I've explained it to people before, and they kind of don't get it. So you can't go into town to the shops or a shopping mall, but the crowds in Disney World you can do. Even when it's heaving. But, so, so you know, there's, there's still times when I do struggle to be around people. And so that's when it comes to the queue stuff, is sometimes, you know, I've been okay so far. But for some people, things like queuing in closed environments with lots of people might be a bit of a challenge. It might right? be a bit of a challenge. But Disney are really, really good with that kind of thing. And they do make um, special provision for those, that kind of thing. And you may have heard of this. But if you haven't, I have a... Oh, oh is it now? Is it yeah, now? now? Is yeah. it now? I have a... There you go. I have a top tip. Yay. New jingle. Well done on that, by the way. Well done. Thank you. Good work. I was busy for five minutes. So, <laughs> Disney have something called their um, DAS Pass. DAS standing for Disney Disability Access, I think. Mm, disability. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, does it? I've written that down wrong in my Yeah. Notes. Spelling anyway. has never been your strongest point, really, has it? <laughs> Disney say that this pass is available for guests who aren't able to wait in a conventional queue environment. So there can be lots and lots of different reasons why that might be difficult for you. Yeah. Uh, it might be a physical disability, yeah. but even if it's a, a hidden disability as well. But do you know what's disability. great though? So the, the really fantastic thing about that. So I've never used it. I've, I've always known about it. Yeah. Right? I've never used it. But what is absolutely awesome right, is it's on trust. Yes. Right. So if you go to like the town hall, in Magic so yeah, Kingdom, you have to you have to activate it and set it up at a guest services. So in Magic yeah. Kingdom, it would be yeah, the one at the yeah. town hall, and you go through a registration process, and you have to have a photo taken because I think they they literally give you a yeah. card. But what they won't do is you don't need to prove it. They won't ask you what the condition is. They won't question you about it. No, you don't if, need. If a you just say if you just need to go in there and say you know can I have one of these please, mm-hmm. they will just quite discreetly take you through the process and get it sorted for you with no interrogation, no questioning, um, which I think is amazing. Because when I first heard about it, I thought, how, how are you going to evidence and you going to take doctors? Yeah, and we only, only heard of this a couple of years ago, I think. We weren't aware of it before. And there was a, a, a slightly different system available 
prior to how it currently works at the moment, apparently that system was quite badly abused by people accessing it when they really didn't need to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know what form that took. So Disney did make some recent changes, but it is still un- unbelievably available. Well, I think, I think for trust. the most part, I, I, I would rather have a system that was potentially open for abuse but was easier on those that needed to use it yeah. than have something where I felt like I was kind of a, a lesser person. Being vetted yeah. as well, you yeah. know, and being scrutinised that way. Is, yeah, exactly. It's not great. Um, but yeah, and the cool thing is, if you if you did, say, for instance, set it up at Magic Kingdom and you're there for a couple of weeks and you've got park um, tickets available for all parks, you can continue to use that one across all, and, and all of them. And as part of that process, they also include all of your party. Yes. So if you're with friends, family, whatever, you'll have that pass and it will include... Your whole party. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, so um, we're, as far as Disney World is concerned, the way that you... Um, what you're basically getting is a, is like a return time. So kind of like a, a it's fast, like a fast pass. pass. Kind of. Um, but you only have one at a time. Uh, at Disney World, you would go to the right entrance, show your card. They would give that for you. You wouldn't. You yourself wouldn't have to be the person that does it. Someone else in your party can get it for you. But you would have to and, and use based, it. And it's based on kind of the queue time. So I, I, from what I understand. So it if, is, yes. if you go to Space Mountain and it says 40 minutes there and it's 1 o'clock, is your return time will be... 20 to 2. Yes. All right? Yeah, so, 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 so it's no different as if you were queuing, except, you know, you can go and find your favourite urinal um, or whatever you want to do for... 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, which makes me wonder, I wonder if the um, previous system wasn't time-based in that way. So, you know, I, perhaps if you were able just to literally walk up, flash a card and walk straight in, perhaps yeah. that's why it was being abused. Um, so, yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, guests that are using a wheelchair or a scooter don't need to get this pass. Um, obviously, it's very physically evident that they, they have a situation uh, that needs to be taken care of there. So either if the queue for that particular attraction can accommodate somebody in a wheelchair or a scooter, then you just go in with a normal queue. Although thinking about it, I don't know many, maybe um, Tomorrowland Speedway, probably. Other than that, I don't know what else. They should is. just let people... On, on the, the scooters, scooter, on the straight onto the track. Oh my gosh! And it will probably be faster than those cars anyway. <laughs> but I'd love to see that. Let's fe- just loads of people on mobility scooters. Just get them all into there. Yeah, get racing. Yeah, because they wouldn't be like you know held to the track. And do you know what they should do? But you, you know, like those car transporters, right? Yeah. They should get instead of like the buses because you know I've spoken about this before. Oh. It's such a ball leg. And 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 do you know what I know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having a go again. I'm sorry. You know, people that, that have to use those. I'm not having a pop at you. It's just the system that Disney has in place. But it is a ball ache when you've got, and you've got to wait and queue and it's pissing with rain. But yeah, have one of those car transporters and, and you get like yeah, five on the top level, five in the middle level, five on the bottom level. That'd be amazing. See them all whizzing down iDrive. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yes, people like people in that situation or with a wheelchair, if the queue can't accommodate uh, them in their vehicle or transportation, uh, then you just get issued a return time. Same way it would work for the, for the dust pass as well. So yeah. Disney are uh, amazing at being able to to you know cater for these kinds of needs, uh, you know, and that's the things they're doing directly. But one of the things that I was thinking about when I was planning for this episode is just the things that that are at Disney that are like an indirect help for 
you know, someone who is experiencing anxiety, because you, you know, you may experience anxiety while you're in the park, or I think just for all of us in general, sometimes sensory it's, overload yeah, it's is It's not something... just anxiety, though. You, you might just need just some space yeah. and, and a break and, it, it or is, something. It is so, so in your face, and sometimes you just need those moments to chill out. And it got me thinking about different areas within Disney World that, that we often kind of go to time and time again for relaxation i shared a clip on instagram this morning of um it's quite an old clip actually i think it's like five or six years old of um do you remember the turtles that we were watching in the seas with nemo and friends you probably don't remember i'll show you the clip no. later anyway i just really love it in there in terms of it being really calm and serene occasionally it can be quite busy but we've gone there first thing at rope drop in the morning and gone in there and there's been absolutely no one in there and we've watched the animals in the tanks and then we've gone to the bit with the manatees and we watched the manatees being given their breakfast, which yeah. was just like, you know, lettuce. lettuce, like a ton of lettuce. It makes a mess as well. It really does. But honestly, it was so lovely and relaxing and quiet and serene. I absolutely loved it. In Epcot as well, uh, for us, a place we go to regularly just to relax and chill out is in the Japan Pavilion. It's one of our favourite pavilions as a family. And on the side of Katsura Grill, which is the quick service up at the back there, there's kind of like a porch area yeah. on the side of the building. And um, and occasionally there's one or two people there, but usually it's empty and you can go and sit on the porch. And we've sat there during the rain and just watched and heard all the rain coming down and you know in the afternoon when it's hot and you're tired and you just need a bit of a rest and you just need to kind of chill your brain a little bit that is an absolutely magical place for me in Epcot as well so I, I was thinking about those and I asked some people on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook this morning for their suggestions and it was quite funny I had quite a lot of answers but I had a lot of the same answers which was kind of interesting, interesting. that's cool so um uh, in terms of being at parks, a couple of suggestions I have was at the train station in Magic Kingdom, looking down Main Street. Yeah. And this thing of people watching and kind of getting a good vantage point and watching people go by seemed to be a common theme. And yeah. and that's the train station, I mean, especially now because the train hasn't run for you know, forever. It's usually going to be very quiet up there. And it is nice just to just, you, you know, you're going to be in the shade. It's going to be calm. There's not going to be too many people about you, but you get to watch the whole thing going by and yeah. that's lovely um somebody else suggested that uh, um animal kingdom uh looking at expedition everest and there's a few different places you could watch that so you've got the place very close by where you're kind of stood at the wall and you can see it where it drops down that's kind of cool and then some views that are further back where you're looking across the waterways absolutely stunning someone suggested tom sawyer's island on the rocking chairs we've done that once yeah and it is so quiet I was going to say the the rocking chairs in um, Liberty Square. Oh, on that corner bit, on the little step up. Yeah, next yeah. to the Hall of Presidents. Yeah, that's really lovely there. I really like that. That's really cool. Uh, a ton of people said, people mover. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't believe I didn't even think of that. But yes, the people mover is an incredibly relaxing place. And you kind of get the breeze on your face and uh, just the, the sound the sound of the, the voiceover, you know, the narration when it's really familiar and it's a really distinct sound, it's nice, it's familiar, it's warm, it has that Harry Potter effect that you were talking about earlier, definitely for me anyway. Um, then there were a lot of uh, suggestions for various lounges at resorts. For us, we really like Tambu Lounge at Polly. Yeah. Um, but other people suggested ones they really liked. And then there were a lot of um, suggestions for Disney Springs, just either being at Disney Springs in yeah. general and walking around, or quite a few people mentioned 
dockside margaritas. Yeah. Which, <laughs> on our very first trip in 2012, I have a very lovely memory of you and I drinking cocktails there, listening to a musician play. Yeah. And the sun going down and it being really lovely and relaxed and wonderful. So that was really cool. The last thing that, that came up was um, the beaches, at the resorts that have beaches. So Caribbean right. Beach. I don't like sand. <laughs> Polynesian nope. and beach resort. No, nope, beach club. Sand. No, that wouldn't be good for you. Well, you there, there's things that sand. I would find relaxing. So like um, Council of Progress or the Great American Adventure, right? Because yeah. they're really relaxing and chilled out. Yeah. But that you always get from... Uh, Someone that either has to like be talking at the top of their voice about random stuff. Or using their phone. Using their phone mm-hmm. on the brightest setting. Yes. And it's like, you're in Disney World looking Just at an amazing show. Just turn your down. Jeez. No, but put your phone away. You've paid a shit ton of cash to be here. Yeah. Right? You've chosen to walk into this attraction. Enjoy it. Like, put your phone away. Disconnect from all. Because that's the one thing that I make sure. I, well, I'm not on social media anyway. I don't have it. Literally, my phone is a phone. I don't even know why I've got a smartphone. Literally, it's just for like maps when I'm out on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. Like, it's just a phone. Um, and I take photos of random stuff. Normally my guitars. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, people on their phones. What they're like. If you're at Disney World, literally, just take a dumb phone. Get yeah. rid of your smartphone. Take a dumb phone. You, don't take a phone. Do you remember when we, used to, when we first started going to um, Disneyland Paris? We used to take walkie-talkies. Oh my gosh, yes, we totally did. So we could split up and go and do different things. Um, but we, we went just, quite a few times. We went with a couple we of different groups of friends and yeah. stuff, and 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 usually they had never been, and we had, and we we're like, yeah, we've got walkie talkies. We'll give you one, and they've got like a couple more rings the ones yeah. we have, and yeah, so you, you you could be in different parts. I had completely like, forgotten about that. You could arrange to meet up for lunch, or let's meet at this ride, or let's go and do this. Do you know, they're probably in the garage somewhere. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But you could do that in Disney World. You could do it in Disney World. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know I don't, what the licensing we, we rules are. We all have mobile phones now. Yeah. It's not an issue. It, yeah, technology has moved that's, on slowly. That's how long we've been going to Disney parks. Yeah, yeah, smartphones were not a thing back then. <laughs> that's crazy. I'd forgotten all about that. So, yeah, okay. I think I think we've covered everything we wanted to in terms of this anxiety conversation. But Yeah, well, it's not just anxiety. You keep saying anxiety. We're no, not I talking know. about okay. anxiety. We're talking about mental, mental health. health. Yeah, that's right. true. But these conversations never stop. That's the fact. Yeah. So if anyone has any questions off the back of what we've been talking about tonight or wants to talk to us about it, um, get in touch. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking and, about and, it. And, uh, you know, it could be part of an Ask Us Anything or whatever, if you want. We could do stuff like that. But yeah. if there's any... Or, or offline... And privately, if you want to, yeah, to ask a question that is, that's that, what is, I mean, yeah. that is, we don't broadcast. Yeah, of and course. And I promise not to, I, I know I mock and take the piss out of a lot of stuff, but I do know the boundaries. That's and good. pretty good, for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, feel free. But if there's any questions or whatever, or again, any other tips or ideas, you know, but, but any questions, get in, get get in, in touch. Get in touch through socials and, um, you know, I'll, I'll pass it on. Uh, and yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah, ideal. So, uh, gosh, we have gone on quite a while, but I think it's probably a little bit of time for a News of America. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be ready. I'm oh. ready, I'm ready. Third time round, let's, let's, let's do this. News of America! I reckon we're going to win a BAFTA for that jingle. Well, it, it would have to be for the jingle, because it's not going to be for the content. <laughs> <laughs> So, I had a brief look. Um, 
I started to have a proper look, <laughs> and then you, you, you. This week, you, you started much earlier on the research. I'm sure. No, I didn't. Um, I started just before dinner, after we came back from walking the dog. Yeah. And then I got distracted by looking at that hedge fund stuff. <laughs> Which then, I then got distracted looking at the comedian explaining it in a stupid way. Yes. And then I got distracted by doing the top tips jingle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and And then we're doing this. Okay. So, so literally, I, I've done no research. Oh God, what are we um, in for? So uh, I've got a few stories, and they're, they're probably t- this week. Rather than quality, I'm Be- going for quantity. People should lower their expectations. Lower, lower their expectations, <laughs> um, because if you think that I did a little, like a small amount of research in the previous weeks, <laughs> I've done even less this week. Okay. So what I've got are essentially headlines. <laughs> um, that, and you haven't checked the content. Um, some of them. Don't really have any content. Okay. In, in fact, the one that was most interesting to me doesn't have any content. It's literally the headline, and then someone makes a statement, and that's it. Okay. But there was a little video. It doesn't help the people on this. But no, it was, not I, at all. I, I enjoyed the video. <laughs> it made me smile. Um, <laughs> so the first one, right, we are in the States, because I know I did a little bit of News of Canada as well last week. Although the main stories were News of America. Yeah. I added News of Canada, but then relocated it to Wisconsin, if you remember. So, oh, so yes, it, it yes. did remain, it was just a translated yeah. version. So this one, we're in, first story, we're in Oklahoma. Okay, that's definitely America. It's definitely, it's def, I, oh, I do know the state. Do you know what really annoys me? What? When people, like, especially, and it, uh, it's only in, this, obviously, the UK that like, I've heard people saying this. Instead of Arkansas, <laughs> they say Arkansas. Yes. And that really grinds my shit. I know, I know, I know, I know it does. Uh, there was a range of tents from, the, anyway, oh, so that's a different story. <laughs> That's another tangent. Anyway, okay, <laughs> right, um, say that one. So Oklahoma, right? They're looking to pass a bill, mm-hmm. right? This is news. This is this like sounds like political news. Th- this is this week. No, no, it's this week, right? This year, this year and week, we're on a winner, <laughs> right? That would establish a Bigfoot hunting season. Oh wow! Right. So I've got a few issues with this. Right? So. So, yeah, so an Oklahoma state representative introduced a bill that would establish a hunting season for one of the state's most infamous species of alleged native wildlife, Bigfoot. Right? And if this, so this is Republican Justice Humphrey, Justin Humphrey, Justice Humphrey? Justin Humphrey, um, our District 19, that sounds a little bit Hunger Games. It does a little, yeah. What, what's it like in Oklahoma? Is that how bad it is? <laughs> They were running around with like <laughs> random weapons in fields, <laughs> taking each other out. Well, they're trying to take out Bigfoot with random they are, weapons. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, I've not been to Oklahoma. I'd like to go, but not if they're doing that. Um, especially if the bill passes, because this is what I'm going to get to. Okay. This is what I'm going to get to. Is okay. if the bill passes. So it's going through all this nonsense, um, and if it if it if it like is it's been introduced to the state legislate legislature legislature, um, and if it's passed. It comes into effect on the 1st of November this year, right? So they're serious. This isn't, like, taking the piss. It's serious. They're doing it. So two issues I have with this. Okay. Right? It's a mythical creature. <laughs> it's a myth. right. I don't know. I've not, I've not seen his name, but I bet Tom DeLong's behind this. 
because oh, yeah. he's got to generate work for his tits and ass yeah. company because um, he is the president and chief CEO. Just on whatever. the subject of the tits and ass company, yeah. uh, when that podcast episode first went out with the first News of America, like within 24 hours, Joe had got in touch with you, told you all about sent his love for that, sent a picture of his tits and ass company hat, which I meant to put on the internet and I didn't. And I might post that. Sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, but I'm going to put it online. Can anyway. we stop talking about Joe? Because we do talk about Joe too much. Like it, it's like it's he a weird loves obsession. It. He loves it. Um, we're only talking about it at the moment because of the Super Bowl. Um, what, are you just going to dump his ass after <laughs> the Super Bowl yeah. this weekend? Off season, he's nothing to me. <laughs> he's nothing to me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so right, right, mythical creature. Right, I'm sure Tom DeLong's behind this, right? But anyway, that's one thing. The second thing is, right, because it's a mythical creature. Which the the is, proper what, word for that is cryptid, by the way. I just double checked that on what my phone. Is? Uh, this mythical creature. The proper word, the scientific word, is a cryptid. Shut up. Because <laughs> it's a mythical creature, right? There's no defined biological kind of confirmation that this is Bigfoot, which okay. I think when you're delineating a hunting season, so when it's like duck hunting season, like, I know what a duck is. Yeah. Everyone knows what a duck is. Oh, so you know so what you you're shoot, actually you having shoot, to you shoot. You a duck. Yeah. What I'm worried about, I'm quite a tall, hairy guy. <laughs> right? I've got long hair, I've got a long beard. Right? If I'm just minding my own business and going for a walk in Oklahoma, <laughs> I risk Certain getting death. Shot, shot in the ass <laughs> by some... Like, like, avid hunter. Yeah. Because he's got no reference point for Bigfoot. And if I'm just walking through the trees, minding my own business, you know, wide gate, and <laughs> there's a big chance that I'm going to end up... That bit in Expedition Everest is just kind of like looking in a mirror for you, right? No, that's a Yeti. Same thing. No, it isn't. A Yeti is, is the snow version that lives in Alaska. There's, uh... there's, I was watching a program on Discovery Channel the other night, and it's about the whole Yeti Alaskan thing that goes back thousands of years. It's all in folklore and stuff. Bigfoot lives in the woods where the bears shit. Okay. Right? <laughs> and and so, yeah, so the, the Yeti, right, white fur, lives in snow like a polar bear. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot, brown fur, lives in the woods like a brown bear. Yeah. Bear. Country bear, jamboree. So ultimately, Ultimate. you need to know... When this bill gets passed, you need to know when hunting, when is season, hunting season because you cannot go don't to go on holiday. Yeah, but but what I do fear is that the death rate of hairy men is going to go up dramatically in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's very true. It's like a free reign. If you don't like people that are, like, if you've fallen out with your mate and he's got a beard, you can shoot him fairly legally. What well, I thought was Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm in the hunting season. I've got a license. And what, what are they going to do? Oh, fair enough. Um, Can you tell me he's not Bigfoot? Well, his name's Justin. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. So, Oklahoma, you might have just lost your tourist trade. I don't think they've got any tourist trade. No, no. Um, I've not even seen the musical. Uh, and there wasn't, there, there wasn't a Bigfoot in the musical. Right. I've not seen it, but I'm pretty sure... Um, I don't I think wasn't. there was. I don't think so. All right, let's go to a short story. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a short story because it's barely a story. Um, five, so, where are we now? We're in Michigan now. Okay. We're jumping. Okay. It's only a short flight, but we're, we're, we're going there. Firefighters attempting goose rescue in Michigan find... Well, it's, it's actually, this is a good, it's a good crossover. Find hunting decoy. <laughs> it's a plastic duck. It's a plastic duck, right? 
And these someone's the, called the fire brigade over is, a plastic duck. Right, this news is this is almost breaking news. This was yesterday, <laughs> and with the t- with the time difference between us and the stage, yeah, it this is, is it's this is probably breaking news. this is probably tomorrow. This hasn't even happened in the stage yet because <laughs> of the time difference. So this Michigan, you're going to wake up to this tomorrow, right? Because it's not happened yet. Time difference. So they fire department come out, right? And I'm I'm guessing I've got their pictures. And I've not read the story, but I'm guessing there was a, it was an icy lake. Yeah. And, and they saw, what I don't get, I'm guessing they saw this duck panicking. It's a goose. But I'm guessing they saw it panicking. Now that's interpreting. Well, yeah, it has, has a plastic inanimate object It's, it's, it's not panicking. moving. It's not moving. Just maybe a small breeze caught it. So they came out. Maybe a fish swam up, headbutted it, made it rock about a bit. I did have a story about a giant fish. Um, but we're, we're not doing it. Okay. Um, anyway, it was a big ass fish as well. I've never seen the kind of fish that it was either. Um, but but yeah, people call the fire department because of this report of this injured goose on the River Raisin near Waterloo Park. If you're in Michigan, Waterloo. the River Raisin. Raisin, yeah, Raisin. Okay. Um, yeah, probably. They they probably pronounce it differently. <laughs> they probably call it Roseanne or something. Sorry, America. Um, it's not. It's a reason. Um, it might not be. Um, but anyway, so yeah. But the the, the fire the fire department took it in good spirits and and they utilized it as as a a good training exercise. But that they said that after the fact because they actually rescued it. <laughs> right? Because these highly trained professional. Men and women of the Michigan Fire Department couldn't recognise that this is a plastic inanimate object. <laughs> now, bearing in mind, if you listen to our podcast, the last one, the one before, we had a cow floating in the river in our town centre. No one gave a shit about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one gave an absolute shit. In Michigan, a plastic duck, and they've got the fire department out. <laughs> Three days that well, was in ne- town. Next time a, a cow ends up in the river, because that actually, I believe that was, the, that was the second time, so it's going <laughs> to happen again. We will phone the Michigan Fire Department. Seriously, people, you're overreacting. So that was that one. So that's just a little brief story. Um, now, um, th- this isn't... I'm, I'm going to jump out of America and I'll jump back into America. <laughs> okay, right. So you've done such little research, you chose a story that you didn't even well, realise well, no, wasn't America. No, I won't, no, I won't do the story. I, I'll say what it was. Um, it, it, it's a squirrel who lost his paws in a trap, so they gave it wheels. <laughs> they gave it wheels. But there's a video, and this squirrel is... On his quick back, as you back legs. No, front legs. Front oh, legs. My God. So his back legs are kicking, and he's got wheels on the front. No brakes. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but it's, it's in... That's it, dangerous. But it's That's in, dangerous. <laughs> I, when I was a child, I went to my friend's house. Funny enough, who was also called Joe. And um, Joe had a bike for his birthday and I was told, look at this really lovely bike. This is an American bike. The brakes aren't on the handlebars. To activate the brakes, you've got to pedal backwards. And I just went, yeah, 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 great. Got on the bike, rode down a a slope and smacked my head into... um, into a, a wall and ended up in hospital. So no, no wheels and no brakes. Bad combination. That squirrel's going to die. That's not well. It almost did die, or at least end up in hospital like I did. I mean, it, it might, it might rather. Be, I, I don't know how it climbs the trees to get nuts now. Oh, the poor squirrel. Uh, anyway, but fair play. He can get on rides front of the queue. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so swings around. <laughs> and, unless unless the queue is wide enough to accommodate his wheels. Yeah, but people do have to wait for him to get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know, again, let's forget that story didn't happen because that, that, that's actually in Turkey. <laughs> Um, Google just fucked me over on that one. You're just saying, all right, it did me right over. Um, uh, this isn't even a story. I don't even know why it's on. And I'm, I'm telling the story because it's not a story. Right? right. I, I, these people need to sort their lives out. Get one. Four strangers, all named Paul O'Sullivan, form a band <laughs> despite living in different cities. What? So the first Paul O'Sullivan, who lives in um, Baltimore... Um, just started googling his name right right and then facebooking and everything else found as many paulo sullivan's as he could and essentially asked him do they play instruments and which is not a question you ask a stranger really <laughs> because you get yourself in all kinds of trouble um and they formed a band and they put out one song last year and then they all went into lockdown obviously because there was this thing going around um so during lockdown They've recorded an album. What, like via Zoom or something? Yeah, you send stuff. You send all the tracks via okay. Dropbox and then you mix it. I, I don't know. I'm not a musician. Sometimes you record to a click track, doesn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and you don't have to play live. What's wrong with you? Do you think when you watch those videos of those live bands playing, <laughs> that they're playing it live? No, I know. <laughs> and they edit it together. Anyway, um, so it's just four Paul O'Sullivan's. What's the point? No, it's, that is incredibly pointless. And I listened to the song. Is it really bad? R- rubbish. Okay. Um, so, so Baltimore, sort yourself out. You take a leaf out of Oklahoma's book and go and hunt a mythical creature. Yeah. In fact, Baltimore, if you can open a unicorn. No, actually, I quite like unicorns. Do I like unicorns? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, what mythical creature can they... The boggart? Do you remember a boggart? The big hairy boggart? No. Uh, well, I think it's a mythical creature. It's from a story. Okay. Have a boggart hunting season. Okay. Um, Right, so this is... Where are we now? So this is one of my favourites. There's no story. This is frustrating, because this should have an epic story. Okay. There is a very short video, um, but there's no story. No, uh, (laughs) this is... This is not America. Right. Not America again. This is new. No, right. no, 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 wait, no, wait. You see, no, 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 let me, no, no. Let me, let me I will let you tell the story, but I just want to interject here now and say next week, no. you need to do your research much more in advance. No, no. And the stories need to be from America. All right, hang on, hang on. And they can't all be animal attacks. No, it's like, it's not animal. I can't help. I, I'm, I'm drawn to the animal. I've told you this before. <laughs> right, I'm drawn to the animal. Um, and... They weren't all about animals. So the other one, I can see your screen. This is Canada again. I, I, yeah, but I know it is Canada, right? and I'm saying that, right? But it's the Americas, but kind of. But what what I'll say is, let's, if I block my, if I put my finger over that bit, I pick a pick a state or a city, pick a state, pick a state. Utah. Utah. Utah Saints. Uh, uh. Um, in Utah, <laughs> it's not Utah. It's, it's not Utah. Um, in Utah. So this is this is. This week, right, um, in Utah, it's not, it's not um, a woman <laughs> finds a knife-wielding squirrel <laughs> in her back garden. Now, now I'm, I'm concerned because these animal attacks are on the rise. We, we started off <laughs> News of America a few weeks ago with with the cage fighting squirrel, yeah, in that, New York, that wrestled this, yeah, in, in Queens. Wrestled this 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 woman to the ground in a bloody 
cage fighting scene in the snow. Last week, we had a gang-affiliated bandana-wearing iguana. <laughs> But now, I mean, I don't know what's going on in America, right? and I'm almost like, do we want to go on holiday there again? Because now there is this squirrel has got like, it's like, I don't know, it's that one to an advert, I think. It's saying, oh, it's Justin Beaver, actually. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. I missed that one. Um, Justin Beaver. That's a beaver. That's not a squirrel. Scroll um, past to the actual content of the news story. I, no, it's not an advert. I don't know where it is. But anyway, um, so, so. She was confronted by this knife-wielding squirrel <laughs> in her backyard. Was now, it holding a regular knife with both paws, or was it holding a teeny tiny squirrel-sized knife with one paw? No. So she, essentially, he was the squirrel. I'm saying he. Um, it, it might have been a lady squirrel. Yeah. But I'm guessing the most, well, I don't know. I, let's say the squirrel. Mm-hmm. Just, you can, well, look, for the purpose of the story, we will assume it's a he. Okay. I think you might get some complaints. Um, I'm prepared to take those complaints. The, the squirrel of unknown gender um, <laughs> was using her own weapons against her. So he hadn't, he hadn't come prepared to fight. But what he'd done, he obviously wreckied the garden. And she had left a knife um, in her backyard um, near, uh, near a tent outside her home. Right. I don't know why. It doesn't explain why she has a tent outside her home. <laughs> Um, I, I think that's probably a key fact. But what it doesn't say is whether the squirrel's living in that tent. I don't know if it's a tenant or, <laughs> or, or what. But she had left this knife near the tent. So the squirrel wrecked the garden, Yeah, seen the woman and thought, hang on, it's about to kick off. <laughs> All right. Gone for it. Right, so he's got the knife. So he's, he's anticipated back. that there may be an incident about he, to occur. He's and lucky her. for him. He's looked at her. There's a knife right there. Well, he's looked at her. Yeah, like a power up. It's like a power up. <laughs> right. He's looked at her and thought, trouble. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Because she's obviously from, what do we say? She, she's from Utah? Utah. Utah. So yeah. she's from Utah. Obviously, she's going to be trouble. Yeah. Right. Do we have anyone that listens from Utah? No idea. No. Um, Found okay. out we had a listener in Singapore today. And Brazil. And Brazil. And Germany. And Germany. Um, good and t- that's why I did the... That's oh, why I did the- yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, carry on with the story. Um, so so she, he looked at her. Oh, now it's on a story about an armadillo. Um, oh, <laughs> next week's going to be amazing. Um, Justin Bieber. Um, so he, looked at, he saw trouble. Knew it was trouble. Yeah. Knew instinctively, because squirrels know. Yeah. So I don't even know if this was a gang squirrel. Because it's not been clear if it was a gang squirrel or whether this squirrel was just self-defense kind of up. Yeah. You know, he knew trouble. Went for the knife, went back to the fence, right? So he's on the fence now, facing off with this woman, squaring right up. He's, he's there, he's got the knife out, and he's in like a judo kind of karate kind of stance. stance yeah. Right? He's got the knife. Um, he is chewing on the handle a little bit, so he's not convincing with his aggression. Right. He is chewing on the handle. But, you, oh, oh, oh no. He, he was on screen, he's gone again. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this works. Um, <laughs> just damn this website. Um, but anyway, so yeah. But, but instead of, she doesn't attack him. So people will be pleased to know this. That she doesn't attack the squirrel. She whips out the camera and does a bit of video. Oh, okay. So so the face-off happens and, and it's, it's there, they're there for a couple of minutes. I haven't timed it. I haven't even watched the video, to be honest. Just a little clip. Um, probably a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? Silence. 
silence because squirrels don't speak. Um, then he drops the knife, and I don't know if it was in fear or just frustration that he's not got to, you know, right. kick off. He's run off. Apparently, apparently, like that was on like, I don't know, a different day. I don't know, it doesn't say what day that was. But on Wednesday, so no context with how far away Wednesday <laughs> was from whatever this okay. day. Let's say this happened on Monday. Yeah. Um, in Utah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are filling in a lot right. of the blanks on this story. Let, it, it, that <laughs> happened on, on, on Monday this week in Utah. Sorry, I just hit the mic. Uh, on Wednesday morning... She spotted the squirrel in the garden again, and he picked up the knife again. <laughs> this, so he was obviously desperate to kick off. Like, like yeah. I, I, what I was guessing, right? So, I, I think that the iguana from last week with the bandana must have been like the gang leader. So he's going around the country. I can say because Miami to Utah is quite a stretch. Well, he's, but he was running. I told you he was running. Okay. Last week. Um, <laughs> So, so, so he's gone around the country. He's recruiting squirrels, I think. Right. I think he's an iguana kingpin. Right. But he recruits squirrels to do his bidding because I'm guessing they're kind of quite you know, manip- easy to manip- manipulate. Yes. Um, so he's doing that. The iguana's doing that. And what I'm thinking with this squirrel, because he doesn't seem fully committed, like he's not a fully a member of the gang. And I think this is probably an initiation. Like he's, his task as part of this gang initiation is mm-hmm. to go and, you know... Uh, have a have a bit of a go with this 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 woman, right? Yeah, but he's not committed. No, so he's getting the knife, and he's thinking about it. But he's got conflict. He's got he's got conflict. He's got there's morals. Yeah, and he's a little bit scared. He looks a little bit scared. Yeah, um, and that's why he's chewing the handle with the knife. I yeah, think. he's, he's like, on. He's like, yeah. Um, so he's not committed. He came up Wednesday morning. He had the knife, um, which he had also left outside the tent again. Apparently. I don't know. It's a story. I, I, I might you, have you, got... you haven't read the story. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm trying to read it now. <laughs> this is uh, not. This is the worst news presentation um, ever. But what she said was so. So so it it returned. Um, it kicked off. It but it, chewed, it didn't kick off. Um, <laughs> it chewed on the knife again and then left. And she's not seen it since. Right. So what I would say is. Um, the moral, He's failed his initiation. Well, I, I would say we, a squirrel's been saved from... from Gang the, indoctrination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what she did say, she has added, which I think is nice to, to know, is that the squirrel did not appear to have injured itself on the knife... That's good. ...during the standoff. That's good. Um, so that was, that was that story. Now, I don't think I've got any more stories. I'm just going to check, okay? I just need to check. I um, think... I think. I think that's it. I think that's a good that's place it. to end it. Um, so that, um, that was another was, quality roundup of news. From so except, except, except for the turkey story, which wasn't really a story we didn't really talk about. It was no. just a squirrel with wheels. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the Utah story that wasn't... Actually in Utah. Yeah, but shh, it, it, it was, was Canada. No, no, it was in Utah. Okay. Utah squirrel. Okay. Um, um, that's been News of America. You are welcome. Uh, if I was your teacher and I was marking that project, it would be followed with a comment of could do better. So I hereby challenge you to please do your bloody research the day before at least. And you read know how the, hard it is? Just read the story. You have no idea it. how hard it is. You, do you know how hard it is? 
because I get down. I don't do a lot of searching for this stuff. I don't do any searching for this stuff. It's not my thing, you know. But but when when you are drawn to the animal, right, <laughs> it's going to be on a t-shirt, right? Drawn to the animal is is you just end up literally down the rabbit hole. I've been down a literal rabbit hole and a metaphorical rabbit hole in just like the last couple of hours. Um, what I'll try and do if possible, is have a non-animal story. I mean, the pools was a non-animal story, but it's boring, right? Who, who cares about a band of pools? Yeah, that's Not true. even like yeah, a band of that brothers. Was, that was really boring. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, I'll tr- I will try harder. Um, and I'll tell you what I'll do, I promise, is I will read the stories. Oh, please do. Um, before. But do you know what? Part of me likes just to make it up <laughs> from the headline. That's way more fun. <laughs> Um, I just like the headline and a little picture, and I'm happy then. Okay. Um, but yeah. So well, that, you're happy. I'm happy. I think we'll leave it there for this evening. Uh, that's it. That is it. Yeah. Well, okay. So we can start doing kind of outro stuff if you like. I think we should. Okay. Well, first of all, before we do all our normal sign off, I just want to say thank you for being very cool. And very open and honest on tonight's episode about your stuff. Because, yeah, I, you know, we've only kind of really talked about this with close friends and stuff. And I just think it's amazing. So, thank you. No problem. I've got to be honest at some time because most of the stuff I say is bullshit. That's very true. So, So, yeah, uh, once again, like we said before, if anything that's come up in this evening's episode that... um, Is it dog taking a poo on the street in the video? (laughs) Close the laptop. I can't, it's funny. If there, is, if there is anything you want to ask us, talk to us about completely in privacy and confidence, anything, whether you're someone like Scott who's going through stuff, whether you're someone like me who's supporting someone you love through stuff, seriously, we will take any question you have. Um, just get in touch with us through all the normal places. Uh, we are on social media at uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter. I am now. I am making a really big push on Twitter at the moment, Scott. You wouldn't believe it. I'm, I'm posting means nothing to me. almost every day at the moment. Um, so you will find us on Twitter at Chance Do Dis, uh, Instagram at Chance Do Disney. Uh, get in touch, and you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be about you know mental health stuff. Just talk to us about anything. And if you have questions for uh, Ask Us Anything section, which we do every now and then, yeah, whether it's Disney stuff or non-Disney stuff, then um, let us know, and we'll yeah. answer them. Absolutely. So I think we will leave it there for now. And uh, unless there's anything else you want to say before we finish up? No, no. Enjoy your week and catch you next time. Yeah, catch you on the next one, guys. Have a great one. Bye.